Wait, no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I am your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest and greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, you can listen to the show wherever you get your podcasts and at YouTube at Bad. Games, And if you like what you hear, please consider dropping us a five-star review on iTunes. And if you really, really, really like us, you consider dropping us a buck over at patreon.com slash badbit. But with all that said, with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson. How are you, sir? Okay. <laughs> Same. <laughs> if people are watching the video version, I was gearing up, doing my usual thing, and then mm-hmm. just defeat. It's been a long couple days. <laughs> it has been. Uh, so, like, I, I, ever since I recorded the solo show because of my own mistake last week, yeah, um, you, you oh. know, yeah, go, yeah, continue. I, I didn't fall asleep till like three o'clock in the morning that that night. Ever since then, I've just been no energy, not being able to sleep at all. So, I, I am at at hype level. I should be excited because we got a lot of ratchet and clank stuff look forward to this week right we got Mm -hmm. gamescom hopefully that's really awesome but two hours of game two and a half hours is it two and a half hours of gamescom a 30 minute pre-show with world premieres and then two hours gamescom one night live itself oh my god and so i should be all over that but like Mm -hmm. i'm just so tired i want to sleep you know i get it so this is gonna be i think a low energy but a nice energy show oh i'll bring it up in a second oh goodness gracious okay (laughs) Oh, wowzers! Oh, <laughs> games, platformers. Oh, there you go, wowzers! <laughs> if you guys haven't tuned in the last week's show, that is my impersonation of Kyle, <laughs> and I nailed and it. it. People said it, like it. they thought you walked into the room there. God, it was uncanny. You don't need don't, me anymore. Honestly, just, I I could do the show myself. At this two point. microphones. You just turn to each microphone and do each bit, like a little puppet <laughs> on the side there. Yeah. Kyle. How about next time one of us are out, we have a sock puppet version of the other one? Okay. I can <laughs> then do we that. Can just do impressions of it that way. I, so <laughs> I've I've been needing wholesome content, which we'll talk about in a second. So what I've been watching, I I, I don't know why. Sometimes I get in like these weird things. I want to know how things are like made or how like productions oh, yeah. get done. Mm-hmm. So I've been watching how like um, the Sesame Street, how the how the puppeteers oh, work with puppets. Yeah. And so like I've been watching a lot of like Cookie Monster stuff. It's so wholesome. You forget that it's like twenty twenty is like a garbage fire. So like I couldn't I couldn't trust me. I'm probably like an expert puppeteer at this point. There was a game show on sci fi about Jim Henson puppet making. I forgot what the name of it what was called. But they had people come on and try to build puppets. Uh, it's kind of like that show face off with like the costume makeup mm. and stuff. But they mm. had it for the puppets and it was so mind bogglingly mind bog You got it. <laughs> mind boggling there you go uh to see how they create these ginormous characters out of mm. thin air and the creativity it's amazing i think it's on youtube it's one season yeah it's amazing jim so henson just a genius but you know what Insane. this isn't this isn't a podcast all about the life of jim henson this is a playstation <laughs> podcast made by the players for the, the players room? the, the puppet, puppet room? room the muppet room oh i could you know what one, one of these weeks we'll do something like that but <laughs> 
instead, this week, we got more PlayStation stuff to talk about. Today, we're going to be talking about PlayStation 5 being the best launch lineup ever, question mark, exclamation point, Ratchet and Clank at Gamescom, DC fandom possibly winning what would be E3 2020, Ghost of Tsushima being the number one new IP uh, seller, and more Call of Duty controversy. But before we get into all of that, this week, you know how we start every week with what you've been playing. Kyle, what you've been playing, my man? Ladies, gentlemen, non-binary friends of the Mm -hmm. jury, Mm -hmm. it has been done. It -hmm. has been finished. Mm -hmm. The Fall Guys Platinum is mine. Whoa. It is mine. Five wins in a row. I made it mine. And it's... (laughs) It's so good to be on the other side of this war. <laughs> Cause because it was a battle. I woke up in the morning, I thought, okay. Yeah. I need to sit down. If I get to three, I need to really focus. And then I would get to three and then I'd lose on the fourth one and then I'd take two hours break and then I'd go right back into it. Like I was so focused because that was the last thing to do before I got the platinum. How does it and feel? And then I just I, I sat down. I one hundred percent used the exploit. I will come be out front <laughs> on that. The exploit works. Mm-hmm. As long as you leave the game before the eliminated thing pops up at the end of the each stage, it won't count it as a completed Elim. match. If, you're, yeah. if your kudos earnings don't go up in the main menu, that knows you, you're doing the trick correct. Okay. But... It felt so good, Joe. I even got. I even had a royal fumble win as part of those fives. Ooh. That was my second one, so okay. I, I was willing to risk it for since it was so early on. And once I had that, I just knew I was like, okay, if I could win at royal fumble, and yeah. then the other, the last three were all hexagon. I was like, okay, I was about to I say, what that. was the last one? What, how, like the hexagon oh, I put it was on Twitter. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. my my final one, and it was me and one other person at the end, and there was very limited. Uh, you know, hexagons left, and I just had to sprint forward, purposely cut that person off. I don't care. You, know, yeah. you were the last one in front of me for a platinum, <laughs> and I was not going to be able to to pull off that leave trick because mm. there's not enough space before you hit the sign to to really get to the leave game part of it. So, yeah. felt good. I jumped up. I threw my controller in my chair instead of at a wall, which I thought about doing every other time. <laughs> I just started screaming, "Whoa! Yes!" Yes, Wowzers! <laughs> Wowzers! Oh, I'm the best of all time. Oh um, my god! Yeah, it was a great feeling. I, I so this year alone, I have two of the most rewarding platinums I've ever got. Final Fantasy VII or three actually remake, Last of Us one, and then Fall Guys. It's been wow. a good year for for trophy hunting when it comes to me. And let me tell you something: I've been playing a little game. That we've both yeah. been playing, we got very different opinions on, which I will yeah. fight you to the death about. <laughs> uh, we we got. I requested a, a code for super luck, our new super lucky's tale uh, from Playful. They were uh, very gracious enough to give us a few codes, which we gave out to a few uh, lucky folks. Famous. I still need to give you your code. By the time this episode goes out, you'll already have it. But uh, nonetheless, new uh, super lucky's tale. This is an iteration on super lucky's tale that came out in twenty nineteen. And what was Xbox originally exclusive, correct? I believe so. And yeah. then it was originally an Oculus game. So this game has kind of been built on the skeleton of previous iterations of said game. Um, and my immediate thoughts, my immediate impressions, I'm at the final hub. I think there's five hub worlds, right? I think there's six. 
Okay, I'm not at Which the final one. Which one are you one. in? The theme. Um, I we, I just talked to Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> oh, so you might be in the last one. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's five or six hub worlds. Um, very much reminiscent to a Mario 64 or even like Banjo Kazooie type of platformer. Super simple. This is, this is baby's first platformer by all extents of the terms. This is something that is fun. It's whimsical. It's really something when I looked at it the first time, something that I wanted to kind of take me out of the world that is 2020 for a sec and just give me something colorful and vibrant. So, you know, they'll give you hub worlds, uh, reminiscent of like, of like a, a banjo game or sorry. They'll give you a levels kind of like a banjo game or, uh, or like a Mario 64 type of platformer. Then they'll give you levels that are kind of like a temple run where you're just, your character's always running straight. Sometimes they'll give you levels where it's like a 2D, uh, side scroller. Sometimes they'll just give you fun puzzles to solve or like quick time events or not quick time events, uh, timed events to do across the levels. Every time you're in a new hub world, there's always constantly new things to do to engage you. And for me, it was enough to hook me in because though the platforming is incredibly simple it would get tiresome uh, over over an extended period of time but there's always something to break up the monotony which was good enough for me and knowing that you know when i'm in a hub world or when i'm fighting enemies there was various ways of going about to defeat those enemies never super challenging by all means but it was always like hey i can jump on their heads kind of like mario half the time or i can because i'm a fox i'm super lucky i'm a little cute little fox i can barrow in the ground and that's how i look like to travel because his tail you see his <laughs> tail is cute and adorable and you pop up and you stun enemies jump on them or just wave your tail at them and you know knock them over etc etc um I liked it a lot, man, or I'm enjoying it a lot. A very easy platinum. The boss fights are really fun. Uh, super easy, but yeah, like other than like it being a very easy game that you can kind of breeze through, kind of turn your mind off, put on a podcast. That's what I was doing. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed my time here. Super luckies. Yeah. So most of what you said, I actually can agree with. It okay. is adorable. It's whimsical. Um, I, I do enjoy how every level in the hub world is a little bit different, yep. but when it comes into those levels, I feel like it does the thing that Donkey Kong did with like the, the hidden letters. You collect the letters. Yes. So lucky. Sometimes those are so obvious. It doesn't feel like a reward when you find them. Mm -hmm. So basically the challenges on, on a lot of those, um, in-game benchmarks to get a a lost page for the the book of I forgot what it was called. Um, mm -hmm. There were two. The bar was set so low right. that it didn't feel super rewarding. I was just kind of going through the motions on them. Mm -hmm. But when what I did super super love about it is when you got to those uh, puzzles where you have to move move the statues. The, yes. the the lucky statues. Those I could not get more of. I wanted more of those because that's what really like woke my brain up because I be beat this from start to finish in one sitting uh, platinum bit as well in one Ooh. sitting. Um, so like I was, it was more of like, yeah, I'm just going through the motions. I'm, I'm it, it is a, a, a pretty basic platformer by all means. Yeah. Um, 
But like when you get to those puzzle ones or the last hub world, Foxington, with the, which is all like the skill levels where they have the marble game, which I hated because I was bad at it and it frustrated me. <laughs> I love the marble or, game. Yeah. Or like remixes of some of the bosses. And then my favorite was, um, I believe it was Chip. He's like the robot man with like the mullet. Yeah. Um, it's like 80s retro neon, like just speed run using all your skills. That right there is my favorite part of this game because they were challenging. I love the music to it. I love the visuals to it. So if I had more of that, I would have been a little bit more high on it, but mm-hmm. I still platinum it. Like yeah. it's, I didn't just, you know, walk away. I, I still did everything that I possibly could do. Yeah. I, I liked, I think what you, what you said earlier, like the, f- the first two to three hub worlds kind of basic. And yeah. it was just like, okay, this is like really easy breezy cover girl. But as you get later on into the, that's how tired we are. Uh, <laughs> as you get like into the later hub worlds where I think, because I haven't played the previous games, the new content starts rolling in. I'm like, Oh, okay. This is actually challenging. This is actually, there's more variety in terms of like when you're in the larger levels, things to do. It's not just a get from point A to point B. There's actually like little puzzles you have to solve. That's really awesome. And the one thing that I really dug from this game as well is that every character has a lot of personality. And that's where I get a lot of the banjo vibes from is that every character you're talking to, their dialogue's funny. It's again, cute, whimsical. It's, it's just a lot of fun. Uh, and that's what it is for me. So like, I, I think seeing this, if you're like, you're a parent out there, um, or like you, you got a niece and nephew, this is definitely a game for them. And I think this builds a really good foundation because when I take a look at like a banjo or, or when I take a look at games that have tried to, take that banjo kazooie element try to give you a, a, a mascot uh platformer to, to to use it hasn't been until we've reinvented really crash and spyro that these games have taken off like i'm t- i'm i'm looking at you ukulele like this is giving me like okay whatever you know they're doing super lucky's tales too um this is going to be a really good foundation for them to build off of so i think they got yeah. something i think they got something here and I'm, yeah, I'm, like, I'm pretty high on it. Yeah. Like you said, super solid foundation for an excellent platformer. Yeah. And like me saying I'm down on it, like if I were to give a number score, I would say it's a solid seven. Yeah. It's not, it's not a bad game whatsoever. It's just a, there are things that you could add a little bit more challenge to, maybe like more difficulty. The enemies could be a little bit harder. Just little things, if all packaged together, this game would be one of the best platformers out there. Fair. And I, and again, I think they're, I, I'm very optimistic because I'm not good at platformers. So this is just like, I'm just having fun, (laughs) which is why I was shocked that you were like, yeah, I love this game. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's awesome. I would, I would give it like seven, 7.5, eight around there. Like, I think it's a really solid game. And I believe, and I'll look it up in a bit, but I think it's about like 40 bucks, 30, 40. So around there. And if you're wondering, like, oh, wow, Kyle, you beat it one sitting. That one sitting was like nine hours. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it it can be sort of meaty if you take your time with it and and don't binge it like I did. But yeah, thank you, with Playful, that. for the codes. Yeah, for absolutely. Goodness. Also, yeah, from what I see so far, right here. Let me just. It's check also the on first. Switch too, if you're listening. Oh, and and it's on Games Pass or Game Pass. Go. So the. They have yeah, they're uh, twenty nine ninety nine. Go out there, Perfect. get it. Thirty bucks. Forget that the world's terrible for about five to ten hours. Go for it. Yeah. With that, before we start and get into squaring up the news, Kyle, it's time to thank our patrons. 
Of course, gang, if you, we've ever got you through a rough uh, car ride, a long day at work, whatever the case may be, all your support would mean the world to us over at patreon.com slash badbit. Um, just a dollar a day keeps the debtors at bay. It helps us afford awesome mics like these and uh, really helps us build a better show. And honestly, the next month is going to be crazy. Uh, and it's all possible because of your support. So thank you all so very much. I want to thank our gold members, Ryan Grant, Gavin Goffrey, Griffin West, Robbie Bobby Miller himself, and Corey Schofelder. I want to thank our silver plus members, Marcus O'Neill, Ray Martinez, JB the Purple Monkey, and Tim Ulf himself. Again, thank you. Patreon is how we grow. It's how we build a better show. And it's all because of your support. So thank you all very much. And with that, Kyle, it is time. Square up the news. Yes, Kyle. Before we get into the news, what's that? What's something else that they can do to help us out right now? I don't know. Involves some some stars. Oh my goodness! Yeah, you could rate this show five stars on Apple Podcasts. We, we are, are at twenty 80, away. Twenty away. Tw- twenty away. From okay. One hundred. Yeah. And we have the rest of the year to do it. And unless in a few weeks we've gotten so many amazing five-star reviews over at Apple Podcasts, which we'll read at the end of the show. But seriously, if we get to 100 reviews on Apple Podcasts, we're going to give away the f- a free PS5 game on us. So your first PS5 game could be straight from Kyle and I. So go over there, rate us five stars, and all that and jazz. Then, and now, you know, send us that review in DM or Twitter yeah. reply form, and mm-hmm. it'll be entered. Bam. Easy as that. It's easy as that. Now it's, it's as time to get into that. the news. <laughs> so tired. Man, wake up. Uh, Alessandro uh, Barbosa from GameSpot writes, PS5 still coming this year has best lineup in PlayStation history, Sony says. After the release of the first global ad spot for the PlayStation 5 and some details regarding the new DualSense controller from some developers, Sony is now saying it's confident it has the best lineup it, it's ever seen ahead of launch later this year. That's according to Sony Interactive Entertainment Senior Vice President and Head of Global Marketing Eric Limpel, who spoke to GamesIndustry.biz recently. Launching a new console generation during a pandemic has presented challenges to everyone at Sony, but Lempel says the company is not seeing a scenario where they are unable to launch the PS5 this year still. Quote, It's a massive challenge on every front, said Lempel. Not just for the parts of the organization that I oversee, but for all parts of the organization. The nice thing is that we're putting it together. We will launch this year. That will happen. And from my end, we will absolutely make sure that we we will bring all of the magic and all of the excitement of launches that we have had in the past. Not only does Lempel believe it's the company's best lineup yet, but that there's still more to come that will equally excite. I would say this is the best lineup that we've ever seen in the history of PlayStation between our worldwide studios groups and our partners from all the different publishers around the world, Lempel concluded. We've revealed some of that content, and naturally there will be more to come. But the way that the developers can engage with this platform and create these new experiences with known IP as well as unknown IP is incredibly exciting, end quote. Kyle? Joe? Is this really the best launch lineup in history? <laughs> right now, we only have Miles Morales. First off, uh, click onto the, the gamesindustry.biz interview because they talk about the challenges that the world events have put on releasing this console. And it's shown because we still don't know the price as of right now. It's the yeah. end of August. The only game we, we know is holiday 2020. 
is Miles Morales, of course they're going to tell you. Any, any, like Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, whenever they get, whenever they launch a new product, of course it's going to be the best product. Of course they're going to have all the games. It's going to look fan freaking tastic. But Kyle, let's be real here. What are you expecting from PlayStation's launch lineup this time around? Do you expect it to be something similar to that of like the Nintendo Switch's launch where they had not a lot of big selection, but they did have the one game that you're going to care about, Miles Morales, or for Nintendo's sake, it was uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. What do you what do you expect walking into this lineup? I expect uh, what I think most new systems do with maybe the exception of Nintendo um, rely a lot uh, on third party. And mm-hmm. I think PS five has a lot to support it with just a miles Morales or a Kina or a bug snacks to kind of really make this claim sort of true. Like I'm mm-hmm. kind of agree agreeing with Eric Lampel here. Like, like I just mentioned Kina bug snacks, miles Morales, uh, in addition to cyberpunk, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Watch Dogs. Uh, you're going to have a new Madden. You're going to have a new NBA. Uh, uh, oh my God! Avengers is going to have their, Avengers, yeah, yeah cross progression and mm-hmm. and be able to to upgrade. Like it is a strong, strong lineup already. In addition to maybe Demon Souls is actually launch. Maybe since we're seeing more of Ratchet and Clank. Maybe that's further along than we think. Mm-hmm. So, like, it is. There are a lot of. There's still a lot of questions, and he even pointed out, like, we still haven't shown everything, mm-hmm. which excites me a lot. Um, so, I, I already think it's strong compared to like just quick Google searches of like PS3 and PS4. Yeah, it blows those out of the water. And honestly, that's what I was looking at. I was like, so. I mean, in terms of like PS4 launch, I remember it being somewhat barren. We had Knack. Oh, goodness. Yeah. But like we had like Killzone and that was really. Resogun. Resogun. PS Plus. And I was really everything to like, like just seeing the IGN list, Angry Birds, Star Wars. Remember Angry Birds, everybody? Assassin's yeah. Creed Black Flag, Battlefield 4, which was not that great. Blacklight Retribution, I remember that. Call of Duty Ghosts, oh yikes. Contrast, which I believe was a Compulsion Games. That was uh, a D- PC Plus game with Resogun. Yep. Uh, DC Universe, uh, Dive Kick, like a lot of games that, let's be honest here, it, we see every year. Uh, and then just a lot of games that came and went. So, like, to me, I I think this is kind of an average launch of a console. Like, you're going to get, yeah, a shinier version of Call of Duty. You're going to get a shinier version of Assassin's Creed, just like the previous launch, uh, just with, like, the previous launch system. And, yeah, yeah, you're going to have those one or two exclusives that are going to push this console forward. Now, Kyle, but here's where it gets interesting. Because there was an announcement or, or, or a rumor, speculation, whatever have you, a leak, if as it were, uh, on the 13th of August. And Kyle, it has hyped me up. What if I was t- to tell you that Demon Souls was rated in Korea on August 13th, as well as Miles Morales? Okay. Mm-hmm. These games are planned, or sorry, Miles Morales planned for 2020. Yeah. Why would Demon Souls be rated if it ain't coming out in November? Yeah. 
So this automatically <laughs> gets me super hyped. Yeah, as it should. Like, I, you don't bring a game for rating unless it's like done. Yeah. Unless you're you're some somebody like Cyberpunk, whose game is massive, and I'm, I assume you're probably going to have to deliver that beforehand so everyone can find coom, find coom. I said find coom, find comb <laughs> through that game. Yeah. Uh, for the ESRB, so I think that spells out a victory for for Blue Point and Souls fans alike for the launch of PS5. I after reading that, instantly grabbed it. In our uh, fantasy critic league, you son of a bitch! You wouldn't do that to me. Hi, you did it, you son of a gun. <laughs> uh, I don't think in hours okay. solo, okay. but I one hundred percent grabbed it with uh, the community. Good, good on you. You know, yeah. I respect the game. I really do. I respect the hustle. Uh, I gave up because the you know commissioner's crooked. But like to me, if we have a demon souls, that changes things. But then hearing that we got a ratchet and clank. Uh, like demo happening, which is strange to me, which again, well, I mean, we could talk about it right now, but like Gamescom is coming on Thursday. That's why we're, we're making this little mini episode this week. Um, so expect another episode this week, just covering what happened at Gamescom. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, I mean, Ratchet and Clank demo. Apparently it's going to be more hands on. It's not going to be cut the way that it was kind of cut for, uh, during the PS5 reveal. I would expect, I would have expected Spider-Man Miles Morales because we know that's a holiday game. What does that spell for you? That Ratchet and Clank already has a vertical slice ready to be shown off at a major, you know, event. Mm-hmm. What that tells me, and I think Paris, um, from Gamertag Radio put it perfectly on Twitter is they really want to showcase what the next this next gen of consoles can do. And mm-hmm. as of now, when it comes to PlayStation, Ratchet and Clank is going to show off what the PS5 can do, I think, yeah. more than anything else. So why not showcase how fast those loads are? The, the ray tracing, the HDR, everything in Ratchet and Clank, a colorful game with lots of particle effects on screen and no loading times. I think it's a no-brainer to show why you need a PS5, and it's because of Ratchet. And then you can expound on that and be like, man, next Uncharted, if there ever is one. Holy crap. <laughs> you know, what, yeah. like, uh, uh, the Resident Evil 8, what mm-hmm. is that going to do on PS5 that, like, so I think Ratchet is the perfect one, as of what we've already been told is coming to PS5, is the one to really kind of does that make you think that this game sooner than later? Because like, I mean, you know, I'm not here. We're not here to knock on Halo or, 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 or Xbox, no. but like, mm-hmm. you know, Halo was shown off. That was supposed to come out during that holiday. Uh, reception wasn't too kind on it, but seeing that Ratchet and Clank has their own, you know, vertical slice towards the end of August, does that spell that it's going to come out as well? 2020? Mm. That's where I'm struggling with. Yeah. Is is Insomniac going to put out two games for the launch of the PS5? Uh, That's where I I don't know where the answer is. Because I still actually still believe that the OG Spider-Man game is getting a PS5 version. Yeah. I still think that is a thing that is being planned and we haven't heard about yet. So if Insomniac is handling that port over, like, three different things... 
That's mm-hmm. a lot for one studio for a launch of a console. Yeah. So, but it's I'm also Sony getting their money's worth, you know? Yeah, th- very true. Yeah. Very true. As long as they keep pushing it out for that resistance game. <laughs> Just stop teasing me who on knows? Twitter. Insomnia, come on. But I, I do think that this game is a, a launch window, if, if anything. Like this it's game like is February, coming out. March. February, March. It's coming out in the, in the, in the first or second half of 2021. The second sun placement. On exactly. The second sun. To me, I think if you have, if you have, if, if the, you know, uh, Koreans did something for us here, shout out to you guys, not only just killing it with the whole social distancing, but then leaking us, you know, a little bit of hope here. Um, you know, Demon Souls is huge. I think that that can't be understated. Um, I mean, Miles Morales is huge. And then Ratchet and Clank, I would dare to say, looking at previous launch lineups, if these games hit, if these games deliver, yeah, I, th- I think there is something to say that mm-hmm. Sony is, you know, when, when Jim Ryan was saying, yeah, our mission is to make the PS5 fly off the shelves faster than the PS4, they were not kidding around. I think this kind of shows it. I just wonder how COVID affects all these three games. If they were supposed to launch at, at, at holiday, if some got pushed back or some didn't, like that's the thing that truly interests me. But until then, it's all hearsay, right? Yeah. 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 With that, Kyle, we talk about the PlayStation lineup possibly being the best, given our thoughts on the matter. I know it's coming next, so I'm getting ready. Go for it. Oh, it feels so good to finally say it out loud. Zarmina Khan from PS Lifestyle writes, DC Fandom Roundup. Gotham Knights supports two-player co-op character profiles released. WB Montreal finally unveiled its next game at DC Fandom yesterday, which Batman is dead, and it's up to a team of four to protect Gotham City. Gotham Knights is a brand-new open-world third-person action role-playing game that puts players in the shoes of Batgirl, Nightwing, Red Hood, and Robin. Each character will come with unique abilities, gear, weapons, and customizable suits. You can play solo or team up with a friend for two-player online co-op. In addition, if you're looking for the continuation of the story established in Batman Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and Arkham Knight, it's not in the upcoming WB Montreal game starring the Bat Family that more closely resembles those titles. As we learned at DC Fandom, it's Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League that is a continuation of the Arkhamverse. As revealed during the Suicide Squad games panel, Kill the Justice League continues the narrative established in the previous Rocksteady Arkham games. Rocksteady's Sefton Hill said that some of the narrative threads established in that trilogy will be picked up here, although he didn't share specifics. We do know the game tells an original story where they're they're apparently tasked with taking down the Justice League, including Superman. It also takes place at least partially in Superman's stopping grounds of Metropolis, as opposed to the Arkham games that were centered in and around Gotham City. On the other hand, Gotham Knights will not be WB Games Montreal told... Wait. On the other hand, Gotham Knights will not be. Excuse me. WB Games Montreal told Comic Book. Quote, Gotham Knights is an original story set in DC's Batman universe and not connected to the Arkham series. End quote. Kyle. It feels like a weight has been lifted I know. off of my shoulders. First off, I want to say that the in addition part was an article from GameSpot from uh, Chris Panera. Oh, thank uh, you. Shout out to you. My apologies. Uh, these two games, they were revealed. Oh, the first question of the yep. night comes yep. from, and no pun intended there, 
Marcus O'Neill, who writes in, just like you can too, via PS Trophium, via the Casa de Bad Bit Discord server, or just write an angry letter to Andrew House. Don't worry, I'll go over there. I'll take that mail. I'll take some Turkish delights, whatever the case may be. He asks, does it bother you just a little bit that Gotham Knights is not set in the Arkham universe? So this trailer, right, for Gotham Knights kind of leaves off or gives the illusion that it left off at the end of Arkham Knight. Uh, and it teases that Batman has been killed by a mysterious foe slash organization. You're playing as Barbara. You're playing as Tim Drake. You're playing as the Red Hood. You're playing as Nightwing. Kyle, yes. first and foremost, did it, does it disappoint you to learn that it's not in the Arkhamverse? No. No? Why not? Not, not at all. Um I, I think the reason why I'm not disappointed, while it would have been super cool, because the way that trailer starts, it's like police reports of an explosion, which, spoiler alert, that's kind of how Arkham Knight dies, or Arkham Knight ends. Yeah. Um, but then to see how that trailer unfolds, and you get to play as these four awesome DC heroes in the mm-hmm. Bat family, mm-hmm. and then it ends with arguably confirmation of... of one of the only comic book arcs that I have read from front <laughs> to end multiple times and the Court of Owls and Talon is going to be a huge part of this has me so excited. I don't care if it's tied or not. I'm excited to see that storyline take place within this game and this universe that Montreal is creating for it. And yeah. I I am beyond, beyond hyped. It is – I already have theories I've I've already getting real real deep into it. Like the yeah. game looks incredible. Yeah, I'm not disappointed one bit that this isn't tied to the Arkhamverse because that gives you automatic expectations of where this game is. Yeah. Like I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, people or or Batman Arkham Origins was so divisive was it was made by WB Games Montreal, not Rocksteady, and it's carrying the lineage of this Batman universe that Rocksteady has created. So I think it takes the pressure off of that while at Mm. the same time delivering you what their version of the Bat family looks like, which excites me. So as someone walking in who hasn't uh, or or isn't a devout fan of the Arkham verse, I'm excited to, to jump in this for the first time. I'm not worried about what I'm missing in the story whatsoever. So yeah. I I like that a lot. On the other on the other side, when it comes to Suicide Squad, yeah, I'm actually equally as excited that it's still in the Arkhamverse mm. and it is uh, mainly taking place in Metropolis. From what I what I gathered, what Sefton Hill was talking during the fandom presentation, mm-hmm. where uh, we get to see how the events of the Arkham series in Gotham has affected the other heroes of the Justice League and these other characters, especially Harley, who has run into Batman in the Arkham games. And the ending of night, how, how does that have effect on the whole kill the Justice League thing? Yeah. Is, is this going to show Batman? Is there going to be a different Batman taking the mantle? Like it is, that has me super excited to see what that game is. And I know everyone's talking about Gotham Knights, but I think, the Suicide Squad game is equally as exciting to me. Um, mm. I love the tone of that. I love that like they have Tyra Shang being Harley again. Yes. I love that Samoa Joe is King Shark. That's yes. freaking awesome. That's so badass. Uh, and I love how 
you saw Superman kill somebody, and that <laughs> that tells you that you know there's something off with these heroes in the the Brainiac ship, which I found out afterwards. Like mm-hmm. that is that giant skull thing. So obviously you have Brainiac is behind all this, and yeah. I am the only thing that was missing was gameplay. But that game is so far out, like I don't care. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. that's how like I'm all about Gotham Knights because. Of yeah, it, it it first off it looks like the gameplay is Ghost of Tsushima, which is Ghost of Tsushima very much takes from the Arkham elements, a um, mix of like Assassin's Creed in there yep. and um, uh, Shadow of Mordor, yeah. a little bit. It 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 looks fun as all hell, and then having the co-op option with you, like knowing that you're gonna carry my ass through most of this game yeah. is exciting. <laughs> and thank you for letting me say that. Uh, you know, no, let me pick no. Barbara because mm-hmm. Batgirl is no. gonna be it. Why not? You you Why? can't you can't call dibs on Batgirl. Mm, I stand her first. Call dibs on Batgirl. Mm, I just said it right now though. So I'm gonna just pick someone else. I guess. I... <laughs> <laughs> Who would you be here? All right. So Suicide Squad not coming out till 2022. Yeah. We saw a CG trailer. Next gen only too. Next gen only as well. Who was your your favorite there? Because I'm gonna be real. In the beginning was Harley. Now it's definitely dead dead shot. Oh yeah, because of the way he was using his abilities. He looks straight and... up Mando. Yeah. He yeah, looks like it. when he's using the when when he's using the, the jetpack to just like roast a couple of enemies, it yeah. reminded me of the Mandalorians coming down episode three of The Mandalorian, uh-huh. where Joe's like, This is the pinnacle of Star Wars. This is what I've always wanted <laughs> in my life, and I have it and my life is complete, you know? Uh, it's also interesting to note, like, I won't talk about it too much. There's a tiny bit of controversy, even though I don't Why? see it as a big deal. Deadshot in City is a white guy. And if it's still in the Arkham universe, like, now Floyd Lawton, who's Deadshot oh. in this game, and it was Floyd in City, like, I don't care. I think it's awesome. So stop. Mm. Stop it. Go Walker, go broke. I think... <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, Harley's, obviously, I love Tara Strong as Harley from mm-hmm. Arkham Games. And obviously, Samoa Joe's voice is King Shark. I can't wait to see that. But it was Captain Boomerang. Yeah. I am, I, he is the one standout from the Suicide Squad movie for me, other okay. than Harley. And to have him just be so lazy and so <laughs> whatever, the fact that Deadshot just saved him and he didn't even care. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm excited about that. That sounds like a lot of fun. And he seems like he's going to play as Tracer because of the boomerang. So that gets yeah. me really excited. Mm-hmm. Um, Famous Seamus writes in, do you think DC fandom showed game developers how to do future online conferences? And this goes to the main tidbit that I wanted to talk to you about is mm-hmm. how they rolled Gotham Knights was fantastic. They showed yeah. you a trailer. Then they had the devs talking about their game. And then they showed you and gave you a walkthrough of what you can expect. And then talked a little bit more about the game. And then gave us a beautiful press release afterwards. Mm-hmm. It was rolled out perfectly. And with mm-hmm. Rocksteady, it was similar. Yet a CG trailer with the devs uh, being interviewed by Will Arnett. And he can't find a way out of that dome. <laughs> more of that should have been cut. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think it's a good start. Um, mm. I think obviously it's easy to say because I'm so hyped about the games that those were the highlights, including Matt Reeves' Batman. If you haven't watched that trailer, go watch it. Um, oh my god! Oh my god! I'm vengeance. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I think some of the panels missed big time for me in yeah. there, the fandom. But like you said, the 
WB Montreal one was great. It mm-hmm. was it show it gave us a lot in that small chunk, and yeah. we still left with questions. Um, and not disappointment, like excited questions. On on, on in terms of because that was a twelve hour show, so I'm expecting yeah. some awkward moments in the walls and whatever. I thought uh, in terms of it all, it ran smoothly for twelve sure. fucking hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that said, the game side of it, how do you feel? Because we've had these summer game com, whatever we're calling it, uh, summer game summer fest, game fest, all these different shows. All these different conferences, week in, week out, and all I hear is like complaining that they're just not good enough. Like, does this show you or maybe give you hope? Like, is this the best we've seen so far? Uh, yeah. Okay. That was yeah, a long time. It's a little, it's weird for me to say that because there was only two game things in there amongst that 12 hour thing. And I feel like if we expect that to be the, the norm or want that to be the norm, I think mm-hmm. it would be equally as tiring if it was t- nonstop 12 hours of game coverage of us doing a I'm not saying 12 like, hour live react show. Are you kidding me? <laughs> There's only so much hype the industry could, could produce, but I'm talking like, Hey, you know, like, Hey gang, uh, we're WB games. Let's just say next yeah. year, you know, mm-hmm. we got these two games we're rolling out. This is what we're talking about. Bam. Not, not like the whole DC fandom, but like, sure. In terms of like, here's the games we're, we're talking about. Here they are. Here's when you can expect them. Get hyped for it. I think for that, I think it did it better than most out there. Like, I think the PlayStation and Xbox events are fantastic. But then mm-hmm. outside of that, when I'm just looking at games to get excited for, I think. DC fandom did a great job of getting me excited so much. So Kyle, yeah, that I went out day afterwards, bought Arkham Asylum in, yes. in city bundle. Yes. Then watch. I gave Batman V Superman another try. Guess what? Turned out from a bad movie to just nah, forgettable, <laughs> whatever Batfleck. He's still fucking great. Uh, and then like today, you know, like I was watching the dark Knight. You know, just to oh, yeah. feel alive again and just mm-hmm. having, having the Batman trailer play on loop constantly. So like, to me, I think they gave the hype in a really, in a really great way and a really polished experience. Yeah. Awkward moments aside, but it is what it is. Sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that. Nakachaka writes in besides the court of hours, owls, which DC villains would you like to see in Gotham Knights? This goes for a question. They've, they've already said this isn't a games of service game, but I can think there would be some type of live element to Gotham Knights. Um, what type of villains would you like to see or, or are you expecting other than Talon and the court of owls? Yeah. And we know Mr. Freeze because he's yeah. part of the True. thing. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, as long as you don't do well, I think if it's their own story, I wouldn't mind Joker again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Joker is so tied to man. Asylum and Hamill. No, he's tied to Bat. I was going to say he's tied to Batman, but he also yeah. ha- has single-handedly touched every single one of the Bat family in some deranged way. Yeah, true. Um, I'm f- I'm for all villains, and from what it sounded like, is each villain is going to get like. Stay with me here. The Days Gone treatment, mm-hmm. where you have like a progress bar of a certain villain's storyline. Okay, and 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 I think that'd be great. And I think if they were to come out at some point in the near future, and this will be a huge miss, and be like, oh yeah, we have the Nemesis system. Mm. So like you'll lock them up, and then they'll come back, and they'll remember you, and they'll change up like that would be how they come cool. at you because. 
can you imagine just walking down the street and it's like Penguin's gang is just hanging out? Yeah. And like you lock them up and then once they break out, they remember you and they they change up their strategy of how they they fight you and lines of dialogue like how dare you? Like it's just <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> it's too per- it's too perfect. It's too perfect. Yeah, Greta broke out of prison. How <laughs> oh, dare damn. you lock me up? How dare you? I'll do it again. You fucked my future. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I think, dude, you said Nemesis system. I'm 110% in. Um, Gav's Goatee writes, everybody wasted all the questions this week just on this topic. So it is, it is super meaty. It's yeah, yeah huge. Um, we are expecting Gotham Knights or Suicide Squad to be the DC version of Avengers. And so what exclusive character is PlayStation getting? Spider-Man. Spider, it's yeah, Spider-Man. <laughs> it's Spider-Man again. <laughs> it's uh it's man bat man bat um 110 yeah no. i don't think i don't think any like exclusive characters this time around but i do i am more excited at even if gotham knights turns out to be a life service game uh or you know like suicide squad is rumored to be though they just said co-op one to four a games of service game i have so much more faith in those devs than I've seen with the Marvel uh, Avengers game. The Crystal Dynamics. Yeah. I think that this this group knows the combat that they're getting themselves into uh, far, far better. And I think they're far more equipped uh, just, yeah. just by their repertoire alone. Yeah, I think... I mean, W Games Montreal only had Arkham... Uh, Origins yeah. is is their first foray, which, by the way, it's on PS Now. Go play Origins; it's underrated. Um, but when it comes to what I think of Rocksteady and Suicide Squad, I have so much faith in them from their lineage of all the Arkham games, their Arkham trilogy. That I know, even though it feels and it sounds like every character is going to have guns and shooting, so it's going to be a little weird that yeah. way. But I trust them with with a narrative approach and a story to tell, and everything's yeah. going to look good and polished. So, if anything, it'll probably be Suicide Squad. But I really am getting sick and tired of this game of service being such a negative. Yeah, I don't understand the negative connotation. I mean, it is. Look, I understand if you if that's not your thing. I know yeah. it's going to sound like a very uh, you know Xbox year two thousand thirteen, but like. There's single-player Batman games to play if you're not into it, right? And like they simple as that. specifically said you can play this whole thing by yourself. Yeah. As long as we see the finished version and it is something that we could play by ourselves or with our yeah. friends, who really cares? As long as the game's great. I, I understand that people mm-hmm. get worried about the games of service element, but, like, as long as, like, the game you like gets supported long-term, does it really matter? Yeah. I don't think I mean, it does. I mean, I played Destiny 2 solo. Yeah. the whole story by myself had a great time yeah. like it, it didn't bug me at all like i i just feel like uh uh you know the acronyms gaas is being thrown around and yeah. such it's the death of all single player <laughs> games and games is all oh it's all it's all getting <laughs> to be a sham I don't know, it's just that I'm wasn't me guys that was kyle <laughs> that was kyle that was nuts holy crap anyway <laughs> With that, that is our huge Arkham topic. We're very excited for Gotham Knights. I'm super excited. My one question to you, sir, though, uh, and then uh-huh. we'll just quick, we'll we'll end it here. Uh, are you a little disappointed? It's 2021. Nope. Okay. Yeah. Same here. Make I'm a good, good game. 
I'm all on yeah. board. Like what I saw, I'm totally on board, and I and I trust Rocksteady with all my heart. They wouldn't let me down. Well, not Rocksteady. Rocksteady is 2022. Right. Twenty. There's 2022. That bumps is, me out a little bit. Not gonna lie. Yeah. WB Games Montreal. I, I have faith like, for. Can you imagine if that's our summer game next year? That'd I mean, even so if it's our perfect. winter game, it's dope. True. True. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is just a quick response. Last week, we had a very heavy topic about Rocksteady with uh, uh, sexual assault allegations. Uh, they have come out uh, ahead of their announcement with a response. Uh, and it reads, and I got the, the bulk of it, in response to an initial, and this comes from their PR release, uh, in, to an initial communication, we met with all of our female staff. We listened and we dealt with issues raised. All formal complaints were thoroughly investigated, addressed appropriately, and a number of serious measures were taken in response to issues that were surfaced, including discipline or termination of staff. Since then, we have introduced new ways of ensuring we are making good on our commitment to inclusion, such as asking all female staff to provide feedback about portrayal and behavior of characters in games we make. We dedicate to listening and improving and employed specialists to help further enhance uh, equality and representation at Rocksteady. We continue to learn and we are working diligently to increase the ways we support everyone. We want to know if there is if there are issues that have not been raised through our normal channels so we can address them. As such, we have engaged the services of an independent third party uh, confidentially speak with all employees at Rocksteady who wish to do so. We will also be reaching out to every former female employee who has left in the past two years to ask them to speak to the interviewers. Right now, we are passionate as ever about creating an inclusive culture and we are listening carefully. We are determined to stand up for our staff and stand firm against any unacceptable behavior. Last week, we had allegations about this company, about shady individuals, about shitty individuals, uh, people coming forward now with this press release and some of the, the female staff co- going ahead and go- going, we didn't like that this, this, um, this topic was approached to us in the way it was. Things are better now. Things have gotten better now. There are improving here. Kyle, I talked a lot about it and how, you know, if you see something shitty, say it, right? Stand up to it. Um, if, you know, no matter who it is, but make mm-hmm. sure you stand up and, 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 and speak your truth and all that. Um, what are your thoughts? Because I know you love Rocksteady so much. Now knowing that for the most part, until something else happens, it seems like the air is clear here. Are you breathing a sigh of relief? What's your what's your uh, thoughts? Uh, yeah, absolutely. There's a sigh of relief. Um, it's weird that we're now at, at this point of the last year or two where these things are coming out, and rightfully so. They absolutely should be. But I, I feel like I'm always cautious when, not on the personal accounts, but when it comes to these big companies uh, to put out this statement. Yeah. Like, how much of it is just PR good value and how much of it is actually being taken into a serious account and really, you know, actually uh, putting the, their money where their, their mouth is. Right. Yeah. So I love what this is saying. This is way better than that first one that came yeah. out last yeah. week. That felt like some dude in a closet somewhere typed it up. 
Um, this is 100% better, and I'm happy to hear that, yeah, everything is is changing. Those people have been terminated or disciplined, and they're going even a further step to have a third-party interview all the female employees. That's the one thing I really like. That experience, yeah. and if there's anything that they can still do to make it better. That makes me extremely happy. Yeah. I'm cautiously optimistic. That's mm-hmm. why I see because I'm the same. Like yeah. when when some companies are like we've run through the appropriate channels. Like there's still a lot of PR stuff here, um, and and it gets me. I'm like, okay, but did you really though? Like, did like, you I hire think a speech? Right? Yeah, like Ubisoft. They they say they're talking about it, but then they're still peop- they're still there, kind of sort of festering until yeah. until the rest of everybody. And that's the thing that I think. To, uh, to abruptly cut off that point is like, there have been people coming out saying, no, 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 things have gotten better. People have gotten fired. And that's, and that's what makes me happy. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. and honestly, I'm still fine with, you know, uh, I believe it was your gamer coming out. Oh, no, the guardian, uh, with your original story to make sure, hey, listen, like put, put this company on their toes. And I like how fast, uh, um, that Rockshelly reacted. Now, was it all perfect? No, because the first response was garbage. But the second yeah. response is a lot more promising. So, mm-hmm. again, there's an update. Looks like a happy ending so far. Let's knock on wood. And with that, Kyle, let's get to the next story. Brianna Reeves from PS Lifestyle writes, Ghost of Tsushima sold 1.9 million digital copies in July, the PS4's fastest-selling new IP. Ghost of Tsushima broke PlayStation records by moving a total of 2.4 million units in a mere three days on the market. Such successes made it the fastest-selling new IP from a Sony first-party studio this console generation. Apparently, Sucker Punch's latest broke digital sales records as well. In the month of July alone, Ghost of Tsushima sold 1.9 million copies digitally, further cementing its place as PS4's fastest-selling new IP from Sony's first party. Super Data reported the sales numbers in its recent posting about worldwide digital sales for the month of July. The company's report additionally notes that compared to Ghost of Tsushima's 1.9 million digital units in its launch month, Horizon Zero Dawn sold as many digital copies after two months on the market. Meanwhile, Days Days Gone's digital sales topped 1.3 million following its release in spring 2019. Super Data posits the effects coronavirus has had on, quote, alternative entertainment options, end quote, are a contributing factor to Ghost of Tsushima's success and that of other recent releases, including The Last of Us Part Two, which sold a record-breaking 4 million units during its opening weekend. Awesome. Great news for Sucker Punch. Uh, great yeah. news for, for Sony really closing out this generation with gangbuster sales, whether that is like uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, whether mm-hmm. that is uh, Ghost of Tsushima, whether that's Last of Us Part Two. Like Things yeah. are looking really positive as we yeah. get into the PlayStation 5. Say what you will about Days Gone. It still sold over a million units. Yeah. Uh, that's that's pretty incredible. Um, this is awesome. Ghost obviously deserves your love. And uh, since it was just a solo show last week, I'm super hyped about the Legends uh, mm-hmm. DLC thing, the free DLC co-op thing. Um, that is what I want from Ghost. So the fact that 1.9 digital units are already out there in the wild uh, and also... All the physical people in, out there that still have their physical hard copies. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's awesome. Ghost deserves all the love. Play it if you haven't already played it. 
It goes to show you what happens when everyone is stuck inside. They yeah. buy games. Yeah. <laughs> I and I and I, th- and I think um you know, it, it was something that we're all kind of nervous about. It's like, well, like uh walking into The Last of Us Part Two was like, oh um, like <laughs> How is this going to sell because of coronavirus? Or like, how is you know Ghost going to be affected? And mm-hmm. by and then all the, the 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 games in between those launches, and to see that for from what it looks like so far, nobody there. It seems like maybe knock on wood, hopefully that this industry is somewhat somewhat recession proof. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when you're at home, you have nothing else to do. Might as well play some Garms. So yeah. <laughs> You know, garms, just play some garms. So like that is that that's awesome to hear. Uh, with that, I'm just going to make this a very short, uh, news flash here. Gamescom 2020 schedule, all Gamescom conference dates and times explained. The headline showed for this year's virtual Gamescom will feature 38 games from 18 different publishers, primarily focused on updates from announced titles, including the reveal of Doom Eternal's campaign DLC, a closer look at Call of Duty, Black Ops Cold War, and Destiny 2 Beyond Light. And second season of the surprise summer smash, Fall Guys. Helmed by Jeff Keighley, the the show comes in a hefty two hours in length, as well as a pre-show with additional world premieres, starting half uh, starting a half an hour before the above times. All perfectly timed to watch alongside wherever you have. For tea that evening. This comes from Eurogamer, by the way. I fucked that, that too. Uh, so if you're from the UK, it's at 7 p.m. Europe, uh, apparently just one time zone over there. 8 p.m. Uh, the East Coast, 2 p.m. Uh, so right after lunch, West Coast, Best Coast, 11 a.m. Yeah. And if you want that pre-show with World Premieres, half hour earlier. Yeah. Uh, so times. what we're going to do here, uh, you know, I like how they set the expectations. Most games we've already seen. On Thursday, we will be covering most of the games. We're going to at least have a long laundry list similar to that. What we did earlier this month with the, um, uh, the PlayStation state of play. So we're going to break down each game, talk about our thoughts for each one, especially Ratchet and Clank. We'll kind of do a deep dive on that one. Yeah. So you can ex- very excited. So you could probably expect that episode of the trophy room. On Thursday night sometime, uh, it'll be uploaded to the podcast services. And so ex- definitely expect it the latest Friday morning uh, at 6 a.m. like we usually do Yeah, time-wise. So we yeah. get, There's already a bunch of stuff we know are going to be there, like the Ratchet and Clank demo, mm-hmm. Fall Guys Season 2, Call of Duty, Call more of Destiny Duty. 2. Yeah. You got World of Warcraft's Shadowlands. Oh, my God. You're uh, going to heaven in this one, guys. <laughs> they <laughs> ran out of ideas. The... Uh, the the Doom Eternal yeah. uh, story DLC. Now you're going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Little Nightmares 2. You're staying yeah. in hell. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the Medal of Honor Oculus VR game, which I didn't know was a thing, is mm-hmm. going to be shown off there as well. That's so. on my list. That's on my fantasy league. Oh. Respawn's yeah, never made a awesome. bad game. That's true. And it's their franchise. They <laughs> made it. All right. With that, again, expect a new episode this Thursday evening of the trophy room alongside this Joe, one question and yes real quick because i i know you you want to keep it short uh-huh. um do we see either xbox or playstation give some more console information during this because series x was shown off at game awards 
Um, so. I think PlayStation's kind of showed you their hand with yeah. Ratchet. I do think at this point, Xbox needs some positive PR. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised we see maybe we see the Lockhart and it's a cute little cube, apparently, yeah. right? Maybe it sure. is, maybe it ain't. I don't know. Oh, don't God. really care that Game too much about it. Back? Yeah. Dude, what if they just <laughs> they give you a handle of everything? Carrying case and all. Oh my god, that lawsuit's gonna be interesting. <laughs> That's why they got so buddy buddy with them. Yeah. So they wouldn't sue them. They're like, we're gonna partner design. and make the perfect console. All right. This we're this gonna case. we're gonna give you Ori. Don't yeah. sue us. We just want handles on this console. <laughs> we want you to carry it around like a little lunchbox. <laughs> And it hovers, and it's got little arms and legs, and a little face pops out, but it's cute. Trust me, it's chibi. It's adorable. Uh, yeah, so they need positive P- PR. I, I really do. So I expect something from them. I wouldn't be too surprised. What about you? Do you think PlayStation's going to come out and show something? Other than Ratchet? Uh, there could be a PlayStation surprise there. Uh, I, I'm not... I won't put it past it, mm. but WB Games, not Montreal or whatever, but that leaked Harry Potter game. It's gotten mm. shown off at some point. Right? So it, it might it might be there. That'd be cool if it There's was. There's a golem but game. I yeah, I did see the golem thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Go for it. Just a stealth game, a little golem running around being a fucking a creep. <laughs> 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 You're just sneaking up on people. What? Sneak on some of our lunch. I'm eating. <laughs> it's like, dude, I'm on my lunch break. Please cut it out. <laughs> Speak on stressing out of me. Watched the game last night. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Don't pop up on me like that, you goofy looking mother. <laughs> hey, God, um, that's my tuna fish sandwich in the fridge. <laughs> Don't you take that? I'll scare you. He's like hissing like a cat. Oh, oh Jesus Christ! We lost our minds. Honestly, uh, I want that game. <laughs> Golem, Gollum. just being a fucking creep. <laughs> That's the subtitle. Golem CPA. <laughs> oh my goodness! And like the thing that bothers me the most most about that creepy son of a bitch, it's like you're bald. All right, shave the rest of the hair off. The the strands of hair really keep me out. Oh, oh my God! I'm with just spit water all over my computer. God. Anyway. Let's go back to, to call. I th- before we leave this one, yeah. I when I'm thinking of Smeagol being a creepy dude from the office, I'm thinking of office space. It's like, someone stole my stapling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My precious. <laughs> With a little I'm bit of game. With a little mix of game from the office. The, yeah. the sitcom. Yeah. I, I would love it. to see Golem dressed as Lady Gaga. <laughs> Smeagol, no, my poker, poker face. <laughs> oh my god! <sighs> now I can't unsee that. Good luck sleeping tonight, Kyle. <laughs> uh, the last <laughs> and final. Jeremy Winslow from GameSpot writes: uh, No free Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War PS5 Xbox Series X upgrade leaks suggest. Ahead of Call of Duty, oh my God! Now I'm just picturing Gollum doing Lady Dance, Lady Gaga <laughs> dance moves. <laughs> Ahead of Call of Duty Black Ops 
Cold War's reveal, which is slated for August 26th, editions of the game have leaked online. There are three available, with two that include a next-gen upgrade. Buying the standard edition on the current console gen will apparently not get you free access to the PS5 or Xbox Series X versions of the game. According to a leak reported by Charlie Intel, in addition to the standard edition, there are also the cross-gen bundle and ultimate editions. All three include access to the beta when you pre-order the game. Each edition comes with the Frank Woods operator for Call of Duty Modern Warfare and Warzone, and the standard and cross-gen bundle versions also feature the Confrontation Weapons Pack. The standard edition will be available for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. As the name suggests, the cross-gen bundle features the base game for current and next-gen PS5 and Xbox Series X systems. This seemingly indicates publisher Activision will follow the same path as control publisher 505 Games, which suggested users buy the Ultimate Edition if they want the PS5, Xbox Series X upgrade. The Ultimate Edition includes the cross-gen bundle and bonus Black Ops Cold War content. Man, oh man, oh man. Was everybody what, what super rational is, is about this? this. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we get in a rover. We get in a, a piece oh, of the Berlin Wall. Uh, what, are we, what are we getting in this one? <laughs> you get a brick <laughs> of the Berlin Wall. Everybody gets a little piece of rubble. It's theirs. Um, and since it's Black Ops, it has spider legs to pop out of it. and yeah. just walks right <laughs> Yeah. They want to be very historically accurate. They care a lot yeah. here. Uh, the reason why we put this here, first off, Call of Duty's reveal. Guess what? It's Call of Duty. It's going to come out every year. Um, yeah. With these leaks indicating, though, the cross-gen bundle, it seems like they're going the 505 route, right? Where, you know, uh, just to catch everybody up to speed, 505 publishing uh, Control, in order to get the next-gen version of Control uh, or Upgrade, um, you would have to buy the ultimate edition, which I believe is 30, 40 bucks, mm-hmm. uh, with 2K21 or, or NBA 2K21. There is a cross buy bundle or a cross gen bundle. I believe it's for 70 or a hundred bucks, if I'm not mistaken, because I think it's a hundred. Yeah. That seems like a corporation would do that. Uh, so with this bundle coming out, quick fact check on that one. You know what? You don't even, it's basketball, right? Everybody's going to hate it. They put a slot machine in it. People still buy it. But here's the problem here, Kyle. Call of Duty's doing this. This is the biggest game each and every year. Now making it so that there is no smart delivery. There is no cross-buy. What is your initial thoughts from the biggest game in games not supporting a basic feature like smart delivery? I think you said it right there with it's the biggest game. They're not going to waste an opportunity to milk everyone for more money. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm i not, like, Activision is just, they're Activision. They're the Skynet of games at this point <laughs> in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, I, they're just trying to get everyone's money as, as much as they possibly can. Like, wh- how... Man, I'm getting angry at the control thing at the same time. Uh, <laughs> just like, why why not just make it a thing for all editions? It's so yeah. close. Are you really expecting for people that don't have the money for? Uh, I can I don't know. I'm going to talk myself into saying like I can see from both sides, but I mm-hmm. I just really really want to be so angry about this. Just make it the standard 
going forward for all games. Just offer an upgrade. If it's since it's so close, if this was coming out next year and there was a previous gen version, no, that mm-hmm. bye bye. But it's it's so close. It's a thing that happened from PS3 to PS4 and, and 360 to one too. Like yeah. there was a small charge, but at least it was just for all editions. Yeah, it wasn't just for it was specific like, ones. It was like trading Assassin's Creed uh, Black Flag and. For ten bucks, you upgrade to the next one. Like yeah. at least it was just, but like the charge w- will be an extra probably thirty, forty bucks, just like how NBA Two K is doing it. Mm-hmm. Is really, really egregious. Unless What's that other buzzword, anti-consumer, anti-consumer, even. All right, it, yeah. because my thing is this: if let's just say because all the dates are pointing to November thirteenth, right? Uh, being the launch day for the PS5. We're just playing figuratively here. If Call of Duty is also the 13th, God fucking help us all. But on top of that, um, if they're like, here's the PS5 version, it's 60 bucks, or here's like the, you know, upgraded down the line, like you're maybe you're planning on getting, like that's fine to me. But if you're just saying, no, 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 the only way you get the PlayStation 5 version is spending that extra 40. Fuck you, Call of Duty and the horse you rode in on. That's mm-hmm. the thing that that seems schemy to me. If there's not an option just to buy the PlayStation or the Call of Duty PS5 version, that's fucked up. Because if it is like, and I'm just going to be real as rain here. If this is like, I don't know, fuck that expression. <laughs> but like, if it's just, I'm waiting a week or two. After purchasing, you know, Call of Duty, I'll wait a week or two after purchasing. You know what I mean? Like, I'll just wait a week or two to buy the PS5 version. But if this is the only horse in town, then, like, I don't want to fuck with that horse, man. You know? I want to ride that horse. That horse is damaged. It's damaged goods. Mm-hmm. You know? It just yeah, sucks. I, I don't think they're saying the only way to get the next-gen version is through these bundles. I just mm. think as far as the upgrades go. Yeah. That is the only way you'll get an upgrade. So, like, I still think you'll get the standard PS5 version when it comes out, but you gotta imagine people for it's, Christmas might be getting the new system, and instead of rebuying right. it, like, the upgrade just makes sense. But it's such an annoying concept, and it's already yeah. getting so convoluted where it's just like, well, what if I bought. I'm an Xbox guy, right? I've just bought my, my, uh, an X, you know, Call of Duty on Xbox. I'm drinking, you know, Mountain Dew, just like how the game taught me. And then, and I bought it digitally. Let's just say I bought the game digitally. I upgrade to the Series X. I'm not getting the, 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 the Series X version of that game. Mm-hmm. And let's just say I bought it on PS5 digitally. You're telling me that's not going to carry over to my PS5? Like that doesn't, like, come on. <laughs> yeah. That sounds insane. And to see that, like, neither Microsoft nor Sony have, like, this cut clear answer, just other than, like, we're giving the opportunity for devs and publishers to smart delivery or cross buy is this. It's a sucky thing for us, the consumer, to kind of figure that out game by game in a game by game basis. Mm-hmm. Because I think with digital, this makes things so much more confusing but yeah. it does seem like no if if i bought call of duty on my series x even though they say it's smart delivery it it'll give me the xbox one version of that game that sucks and it's likewise with playstation it's just what a weird scenario this is a, and that's why this makes this launch so i feel inconvenient you know yeah 
I, I I wish that they would maybe change their tone a little bit and do what I think Ubisoft did a couple weeks ago, where they said if you buy the collector's editions for like Far Cry Six and Watch Dogs Legion and Assassin's Creed for current gen, it will come with a free upgrade for the next gen with it already in it. Yeah, like that that is makes more sense to me than just you know putting it behind well it's kind of the same thing but like putting <laughs> it behind an even bigger paywall yeah for like where even the standard we already know the standard version will get upgraded but like for the ubisoft games for this one no it, it's a mystery it's still you stupid. Know? it is it's really stupid and it's 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 just confusing for for the just to be confusing just to get more of your money and like I, but I do want to throw it back to you. All right. Yep. Imagine me. I'm corporate cane now, right? I've, I'm corporate bit. All right. <laughs> You're I worked, mayor of Knoxville, Tennessee. Well, I was, I was, and I was oh. beloved. I was mm-hmm. beloved, by the way. But, um, now I work at Activision after taking a, a, a government job. Now I'm back yeah. in the private sector. What a career path. Let me tell you, it's been crazy. I just got off the RNC speech, uh, where I met Rita Repulsa. She was. Very abrasive. <laughs> <laughs> she was a little much, and Gold I'm dar. I'm here to tell you, Kyle. Yeah. Listen, the amount of people that are going to buy the PS5 version, and the amount of 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 people that are going to buy the Series X version, is drops in the bucket compared to people that are buying for the PS4 and the Xbox One. Why should I, a business who, if Mitt Romney's right, we're people just like you. You got to respect me. Why should I let you just have a free version of this game that we've poured hours into? And when I mean we, I mean the devs that I hired that I don't give a decent salary for. Yeah. Um, just for goodwill. Yeah. Uh, I, especially coming from Activision, who's done so much shady stuff in the past year or two. I think... <laughs> I'm smoking a cigarette. I'm, I'm the, uh, well, it's one of those fancies one where it's like a straw and the cigarette's at the end. I'm a mm, fancy. You got a cigarette holder? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a fancy Activision <laughs> exec. Goodwill, kid. Goodwill will only get you so far. I don't know why I changed my voice, but whatever. <laughs> now I'm just from Brooklyn. I don't give a fuck, all right? Goodwill. Goodwill, are you buying my second yacht, kid? <laughs> uh, yes, sir. Goodwill. I think that's uh, that's why they should do it. Activision yeah. particularly should should do it for that reason. Yeah. I like that. You're just like, Goodwill. I, mean, I interrupt you. And you're just, just like, I'll give it up. Every ounce of bit. energy left me <laughs> trying to come with a comeback to that one. Yeah, whatever, kid. Whatever. Uh, no, I think you're right. I mean, like, dude, it's the biggest franchise in town. You know, like, and at the same exact time, it is a franchise. It's not like it's waning by any by any extent or, or whatever, but it's not as popular as it once was. Um, How about that battle royale? It, it, yeah, but it's got that battle royale. So, like, I don't know. I think they should do it for just lack of goodwill. But like, then that's telling a billion dollar company, "Hey, work on this, you know, lazy port you probably did, but mm-hmm. still spent millions millions of dollars on just for me." Mm-hmm. Like, I it it sucks to say, guys. Yeah, see where they're coming from their business not a charity but there's a fan base here of over 10 plus years of supporting your product least you can do is is give them a free upgrade of a game they've already bought 
and then trying just to double dip on a on a few. But that's just how okay. I see it. Kyle, there's no yeah. drop this week. PlayStation still, they're just like, we'll start the drop again when we feel like it. Andy Snail Mail, everybody threw all their questions about Batman. But Famous Qu- Seamus did have one question. Ooh. Who is cuter? Wait for it. The Fall Guy? Or Lucky from New Super Lucky's Tale? Who's cuter? Lucky. Yeah, Lucky. Thank you. Okay. Oof. Thought I was going to have to fight you. I out. feel inside that bean monsters. It is nightmare <laughs> fuel to what they look like. It I've is, seen like... I've like, seen it too. Yeah. Them crawling out of the hole. <laughs> I hate it. No, I hate it. No. Lucky by a long shot. Yeah. Yeah. Country mile. That is one cute son of a gun. And I gave him a cute little costume where like, I, I think he's... It's like summertime. Like he's in swim trunks and he's got uh, Joe Biden aviators on, and he looks cute <laughs> yeah. as all hell. He's just yeah. he's just running around enjoying the summertime. Game's great. Game's great. <laughs> With that, Kyle, that's been this little episode of the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. Is there anything you'd like to pimp out before you get on out of here? As always, I like to pimp out myself, Ninja 73 on Twitter and on PSN. And you can follow everything else I do on the internet uh, at kindanyc.com or at kindanyc on Twitter. Uh, big things happening over there. We're actually going to be live streaming our reacts to Gamescom for me, Mike, and the, and the crew of Platform Agnostic. As well as our friends Mike and Kelsey, who are the other two-thirds of KindaNYC. Come hang out on Sunday. I got to get the date right. Uh, August 30th. Uh, they're getting married and they're live streaming it on Twitch. So come hang out and see love. Just see love. Just see Just love. Come hang out. Just I will try love. my best to be there because when you said, I was like, oh yeah, I'll be there next Saturday, whatever. That's my mother's birthday. Oh. But I mean, we're all going to be quarantined inside. So what are we yeah. actually going to do? Yeah. Uh, you can find me uh, at Mr. Badbit. On Twitter, Bad Bit Games on YouTube. You can find this trophy, the Trophy Room, the PlayStation Podcast video version on Bad Bit Games. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Google Play, on Spotify. And speaking of Apple Podcasts, again, we're at 80 reviews. Our goal is to hit 100 by the end of the year. And we're having that free PlayStation 5, nay, next-gen game giveaway. And because of that, we have three new reviews that have come in. Uh, just to let everybody know, also, if you're not from America, land of the free, home of the most infected, uh, <laughs> we can't see your your, your reviews. Uh, Apple has a new thing. It changed it up. I can't no longer go international with iTunes. So please, if you've given us a five-star review, you're out there in the UK, Canada, Mexico, wherever the case may be. I can say Mexico like that because I'm Hispanic. But <laughs> uh, send us a tweet us at PS Trophy Room a picture of your tweet. We'll give you a shout out. You're entered to win. Everybody who has reviewed is entered to win. I wonder with if that, they've done that to you, Joe, because of the stealing Andy House's mail. They've been listening. Like we can't, <laughs> we can't let Joe look at international reviews. It can't happen. <laughs> He's a menace already. Andrew House is like, if I cannot sabotage the American <laughs> Post Service. I must go through other means. (laughs) Uh, This five-star review comes from Core Chris. He says, or they say, uh, if you're looking for a podcast about PlayStation, you have found it five stars isn't enough for this cast. The hosts are honest and pretty entertaining. Ten star for this 
uh, for these gentlemen. Great work. Keep up the hard work. And thanks for the hours of entertainment. Thank you for your review, Cork Chris. Thank, Thank you. you so much. The bird guy. <laughs> up and comers. These guys work hard and mean well. They are true gamers. I personally am not a PS uh, gamer, but I tune into these guys because they are that good. Keep it going, guys. Thank Hell you yes. again. Thank That's you. awesome. We're all gamers. We appreciate PlayStation, but we love games. You know that. Um, Rapture's Elite, one of the best five stars. Trophy Room is one of my favorite podcasts, especially being a PlayStation fan. What Kyle and Joe do is something I've been wanting to do with a good friend of mine, so I am glad to see it's working for them. Also, thank you. This is my favorite review, by the way. I'm, I, the other two, great. But this this one right here stands out. Also, thank you for oh. the Bloodborne love. It is my favorite game and doesn't get enough love on other shows. That's right. Doesn't get enough love in general. Where's Bloodborne 2? It's been what? 1,945 days? Am I? I don't know. Round up, round down. You're, you're goddamn right. I appreciate you, Reaper. I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And with do all it. That, yeah. Do whatever you want to do with your friends. Do it. Yeah. Awesome. Just make that thing. Yeah. Have fun with it. it. You know? Go out there, gang. And now I, I lost my mouse. <laughs> there it is. Because usually we wave, we end the show, and I, I couldn't find it. I was blind. Everybody, uh, thank you so much for the reviews. Seriously, this week as well. Holy crap. Uh, humbling. I needed them so bad. We needed them so bad. Thank yeah. you all so freaking much. With all that said, with all that out of the way, everyone, keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation. <laughs>